Hey. Hey, can you guys uh, hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. I think Pat's connected. Yep, I can hear you guys. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So thank you guys so much for hopping on here. Um, we'll start off, I guess, by introducing yourselves. I have Abby Hammett and Patrick O'Driscoll. Um, yeah, just talk about your background a little bit, who you guys are, where you're from, what you do, all that. Yeah, um, I'll go first. My name is Abby. I'm from Hanover, Massachusetts, so I'm south of Boston. Uh, I grew up very active, like playing sports. I played hockey, field hockey through high school. So I've always been like a pretty competitive person, but after um, high school, I stopped with the sports and I got into lifting. So then I got into powerlifting and now I'm moving more towards bodybuilding. And I met Pat at the end of high school and he was had a lot of the same goals as me. My turn. All right, my name is Pat O'Driscoll. Uh, I go to Bentley University where I'm studying economics and finance. Um, my fitness journey started probably back in maybe 2015, 2016, um, just finding out guys like David Laid and all those OG Gymshark guys, um, kind of was one of those fanboys back in the day. And growing up as a super skinny kid, you always got picked on, you always were not the strongest. Um, I grew up playing lacrosse and hockey, and so the weight room, I was always getting uh, pushed around. Um, so after getting motivated by some of those guys, I kind of fell in love with training. I wasn't good at it. I couldn't bench 95 pounds while, while I was a sophomore in high school. I think that was like maybe my max. Just became addicted and slowly but surely gained my strength. Competed once. Um, and I trained powerlifting for a while. Now I'm kind of transitioning to bodybuilding as well, just for fun, um, just for time commitment sake. But um, yeah, I'm right now I'm trying to start up a company. I got a trying to grind out YouTube videos and build a platform going there. Yeah, I'm actually, Pat, I'm actually kind of on the similar track, maybe a little bit more delayed. Football just takes up a ridiculous amount of time, but obviously yeah. I love football. It's paying for me to go to school um, and it's just what I love to do. Um, obviously, I actually have a similar fitness background. I played sports all through high school. Obviously, I played football. In Florida, they have competitive weightlifting, um, half Olympic weightlifting, half powerlifting. It was weird. We would test our bench and compete in a clean and jerk. It was really weird, but really fun. I kind of found a love for all this stuff. Um, that's why uh, Abby always sees me in the gym. I'm always the one person doing cleans and snatches, looking like a complete <laughs> idiot compared to everybody else, uh, getting some weird stares. But um, talking about powerlifting, um, I know – Abby has competed. Pat, have you competed before? Yeah, I competed back when I was 19. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what, what was that like? Like talk me through um, that, that meet experience. Cause I don't, I honestly have no background with powerlifting um, aside from, you know, when you first get in the gym, first start lifting, you learn how to bench, you learn how to deadlift, you learn how to squat. Um, yeah. And then since that I fell in love with Olympic weightlifting in which um, I've learned to hate benching. And I squat pretty, that pretty much all I ever do is train legs with that. But um, talk yeah. to me about that, that meet and competition experience. Yeah. I mean, I'll go quickly first, but uh, obviously was more recent, but I mean, I, I, for me, I wanted to build some legitimacy around my training, kind of see it pay off. And I wasn't the strongest. I knew I wasn't going to be like competitive at like a national level um, when I was 19. Um, I just wanted to, 
I was playing lacrosse at the time. I was playing college lacrosse and I would be like, Hey, my parents, like I was playing, I was playing lacrosse at Bentley. I was like, Hey, like I can compete in powerlifting. And it's like the same thing. Like I'm, it's, I'm taking it seriously. It's real. So I signed up for USAPL meet. Um, and yeah, it was, it was like complete dopamine rush when you're on the platform, like just super fun environment. Um, you know, it's just, it, if anyone's listening and they want to get into it, like, it's really not about your numbers. It's really not about where you're at. It's all about just, um, you know, competing and being in that environment. It's super motivating. And Abby, I'm sure you can speak more to it as you've uh, experienced it more recently. Yeah. So Pat competed in 2019. Is that when it was? Yeah. And then I competed in December but I remember I went and I watched Pat's powerlifting me. And I remember like I was into lifting and stuff at the time, but I was like, I was just watching. I saw some of the girls there before. I was like, I could never do that. Like, I was like, so intimidated. I was like, no, like I like have so much like anxiety. I was like, I would never be able to squat in front of people. I would not be able to like lift in front of other people. Like, so it, I put a huge mental barrier up for myself, I think. And then over the course of like 2020, once I started getting back into the gym after like quarantine and stuff, I was like, it was the end of the summer. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a meet. Then once I pay the money, I have to do the meet. I can't back down. I can't let myself down. So I had like, I had like that semester, the fall semester, last fall semester to focus on my powerlifting training, which was super tough. Um, not from like the training itself, but from like my life. So I, I'm in nursing school, so I was do I was a junior. My first semester of junior year is, is crazy in nursing school. So I had like so many hard classes. I'm trying to get my training in. On top of that, like COVID, you only have 45 minutes in the gym, and I got sent home for quarantine for two weeks, and then I got COVID. So I just had like such a crazy meat prep. So I honestly did it for more of like the mental aspect of it more than like the powerlifting aspect, I guess you could say. Um, I guess I went into it for different reasons, but I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do something and I could like put my mind to it and do it. And I like literally had so much fun that day. Um, I have a YouTube video up about it that Pat edited that came out really well. And it was just like such a fun day. And yeah, I didn't really matter what like my numbers were. They were decent, but I just had so much fun. It was something different, um, something new for me. Yeah, I, I can definitely speak to that, that mental barrier. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people from competing. Like I see all these people, um, not just at the school gym, but I've been in, in plenty of gyms back home in Florida and, and all over the place. And there's plenty of people who, even if they seem like ridiculously strong, they are just so hesitant to compete. And I think it's just because of that mental barrier. So props to both of you guys for, for moving past that. And, and I think to anybody out there, like Pat said, um, anybody out there who's looking to compete, like, just, just do it. You know, you might, you might hate it. You might love it, but just to be able to say like, you did that, you conquered something, you overcame that obstacle, that mental obstacle that so many people struggle with is just, is just tremendous. And I think that's huge. Um, talking about those meets, um, what are your thoughts on training? Like, like, did you have any certain preferences and like training splits? Like, did you have a certain coach? Did uh, Abby was Pat your coach um, did you guys follow anybody else like what what was that like okay so I my coach was Colin Whitney I don't know if you know him um, he's on Instagram he's he's a very good power lifter um, he trains a lot of like very strong people so I went I did some one-on-one -on -one training with him just like online so he had me doing like 
a powerlifting, like power building split. So it was based upon like squats, bench and deadlifts. And then I had just a lot of like um, power building, like accessories. So yeah. And then I just like sent him like videos of my form and stuff. So he would just, we would just communicate online and yeah, he was my coach. Yeah. Um, for me, actually my meet back in 2019, I had James English coach me. Who was the, he's a gym shark or he was a gym shark guy. Now he's now he's like blowing up with a uh, sush. Um, but yeah, he, he was super small back then and he has a powerlifting background. It was like super stupid. Like I just hit him up and was like, Hey, like I'm looking for coaching and the meets in six weeks. Like I just signed up for it. I had like the, probably the most rushed prep ever. I was like, Hey James, like, could you help me out? He was like down. Um, he trained me through that. Um, I mean, I performed well, it wasn't anything crazy. I'd say my prep wasn't the best. Um, I was actually supposed to compete, um, this past, was it April, past March or April. Um, but I was stuck in quarantine for 20 days, like right when I was supposed to peak. And, um, I was coached by a kid in my school. He has a company, personal training company called Barbell Made. I'll shout out them. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, I, I feel like I haven't had like the best prep and I think a lot of people want to have the most perfect prep, but you know, in reality, when we're students, when, you know, I feel like we're all in the same boat, we have a lot of other things in our lives. Like it's not always going to be perfect. A lot of things get thrown your way. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I, I dealt with the same thing this past, uh, this past December. I did uh, my first weightlifting meeting probably like a year and a half um, just because um, I'm trying to keep my name relevant because as soon as I'm done with football I'm gonna branch in and go full Olympic training um with that and obviously with football I'm not able to football shape is not the same as weightlifting shape you know and um I I definitely feel you on that on that rushed prep like right as soon as school ended um or I I even left early just because the semester was was brutal for me mentally so I went home, finished up remote. Um, it was like a week before Thanksgiving. It wasn't crazy early, but um, then I had six weeks to basically build my snatch back up from scratch and build my jerk back up from scratch. Thankfully, I could still clean because all we do with football in the weight room there is clean. Um, but it, it was definitely a huge challenge for me mentally. Um, just thinking like in high school, my strength and conditioning coach was also my Olympic club coach so my football lifts were always like adapted a little bit so I could maintain that strength and technique that I needed to compete at, at national meets and and uh, all the big meets that that happened in Florida um, so it was definitely a challenge but I think I think when it comes to prep I think mentally is meant where you're at mentally is the biggest point to be made not necessarily physically because if you can break a lot of mental barriers, you can be that much stronger, just like we talked about a little bit before that. I do want to talk about uh, bodybuilding a little bit. Bodybuilding is obviously something I have absolutely zero experience with, zero knowledge about. Um, I'm an offensive lineman. I just, I lift heavy and I eat a lot. Um, talk about, well, first talk about that transition from powerlifting into bodybuilding. And then I do want to know a little bit about like what it kind of takes mentally because I know bodybuilding is is a whole nother level because you have to include so much aspects about your nutrition you have to count your macros you have to count how many ounces of water you're taking in and and stuff like that 
Yeah. So I feel like Pat and I have both like kind of stepped away from powerlifting a bit. And now we're kind of interested in like that bodybuilding. Powerlifting is like, if you want to lift a lot, you have to eat a lot. So it's not necessarily you're eating like the healthiest foods. You don't necessarily have your best physique. So we don't always feel your best like in your body. So I kind of wanted to start switching into a bodybuilding style of training where I can keep my strength, keep progressing my strength, but also like doing the whole bodybuilding aspect to it. So I don't really know anything. I don't really know a lot about like bodybuilding that much, but I just started a couple weeks ago, a bodybuilding program. Um, there's not a nutrition aspect. I'm just doing like the training and I'm just doing the nutrition on my own. So I'm not like competing anytime soon possibly in the future but for now I'm just trying to like do the style of training so it's 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 a squat it's a squat day an upper body day a deadlift day another upper body day and then the last day is like hip thrust day and then like accessories so it's not like a ton like the rep ranges are a lot different but I'm enjoying it it's a nice switch for a change and I'm like eating cleaner so I overall feel a lot better but I know Pat's gonna kind of transition that way too yeah, I mean, I like I am like super self-aware in the fact that like I don't see myself competing on a big stage for bodybuilding. Like one thing like that is true about bodybuilding is a lot of it is genetics and there's a lot that goes into it that's uncontrollable. That's kind of what the beauty of powerlifting is, is sure there's, you know, there's genetics, but like hard work, you can absolutely dominate in powerlifting if you put in the work or same thing with weightlifting. Like um, bodybuilding is very, you know, it's like, it's literally like, you're like a model, like you're getting judged on these, you know, different things of your physique. Um, and mainly the reason why I'm kind of shifting to bodybuilding style training is all that means is I'm, you know, doing high volume and focusing more on form and time under tension. Um, it's just because power, like my whole sophomore year at college, like I was all about powerlifting and I'd be two or three hours in the gym. And like, that was my whole life. And now I'm trying to like, do other things expand outside of that and that just it's just inefficient in my lifestyle to be six times a week three hours in the gym like I was that guy that would like deadlift like three sets in an hour just because I wanted to be you know you know rest for each set um so yeah I mean my main thing was one I wanted to get into running again cardio shape because I you know I probably a month ago I couldn't run a mile without stopping um and you know I'm loving implementing cardio more I'm loving the quick 45 minute to an hour, like super intense bodybuilding workouts. I think it just fits my lifestyle more. Um, and then I totally see myself getting back into powerlifting, maybe come the winter, maybe when I bulk up a little more and bring back the strength. But, you know, I, I really train for fun and I have, I make sure it complements my life, not really set it back or get too much into the other time commitments I have. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely see where you're coming from. I, I, I'm curious though, like what, what's your body feeling like now? Cause obviously for powerlifting, your rep ranges are, are super low. Obviously you'll do, um, maybe volumes could be similar on high volume days, but obviously the intensity of the training is completely different. You know, powerlifting, you could be doing eight, eight doubles or eight triples. Whereas for bodybuilding, you'll be hitting five sets of 15, five sets of 20. So what's that toll been like on your body? If there really has been much of one. So I'm only like a couple weeks into my new program, but already I ha haven't done a three by 10 of like low bar squats in like, literally, I don't think I've ever done that before. So my, I'm just like, I think that there's like a cardio like aspect to it. So it's, and I'm also just very sore just because it's a new style of training, but I feel like my body is overall like recovering better because 
powerlifting, you kind of like break your body into the ground, but bodybuilding, I feel like not so much in a different way, but. Yeah. I mean, one thing about powerlifting, one thing that they always say, especially when you're leading up to your meet, like your peak is that you're so specialized on the three movements that essentially like other movements and maybe like flies or, you know, accessories like that feel like super weird. Even walking up the stairs can feel weird because you're just so, you know, preps to squat or deadlift just to explode into uh, the, the um, barbell. But for me, I think it's like you get sore, but it's like a different kind of sore. I feel like powerlifting, like, I don't know, it's always your back, you know, it's always your, always your legs, always your like hamstrings and your like hips. Bodybuilding is kind of like that good sore. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you get a pump, you're feeling good. Um, you feel like you're actually putting on muscle. Um, I don't know. I like it personally more for how it feels, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, especially when it comes to like, when I'm in like meat prep for weightlifting, which I'm kind of branching into now, now that I think football is done on April 30th, May 1st, one of those days. Um, and then I have junior nationals in, I think like June 20 something. Um, so when it comes to like football training, like my body, I always feel like, like a healthy person. Like I feel great. And then weightlifting training, like some days, some days I feel great, but some days I just feel like, like some days I'll walk out of a workout. Like I didn't even feel like I worked out you know, but granted, again, that comes to different types of training days and different methods of training and different intensities. And some days you're hitting 70% for singles and, and other days you're hitting 95 for singles and other days you'll hit 90 or 85% for doubles and it's all over the place. So, so I, I know exactly what you mean by good sore, you know, that good sore is just kind of like, like you said, it's, it's hard to describe it with words, but I think anybody who works out, anybody who's a gym junkie will, will know that. Um, I do want to transition a little bit into the social media aspect of this interview. I think this might be maybe what I think might be the best part of this. Cause I know Abby's done huge things with Instagram and TikTok, Pat, Instagram. And then I know you're doing what you're doing with YouTube and you mentioned the company that you're starting. So if you guys want to touch on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I have had my, my like fitness Instagram account since like the end of like 2017, and I've kind of like transitioned more like to branch out from fitness a little bit more like lifestyle and discipline and self-development, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I started my YouTube channel uh, in the fall. Um, I've started my TikTok up. I started that probably in like the fallish too. Um, I'm really trying to get my content out there. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to kind of just create like a brand for myself and just keep expanding on there and grow like a good community of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I started, I started Instagram kind of as just for fun. I started like pretty early in my quote unquote fitness journey, just kind of documenting stuff. And I mean, one thing that I love is, is YouTube and I've always loved YouTube. Um, those kind of just vlogs, stuff like that really resonated with me when I was growing up. And I, you know, I, I have a small channel, I have a small following on everything, but one thing that I built over the last few years is just like, I've increased my quality of content. So we're getting in drone shots, we're getting in high quality stuff. Now it came to a point where over the Christmas break, I was like, okay, like I have this skill set. Like I don't have the biggest YouTube channel, but there's gotta be some way I can monetize these skills that I've built over the years. Um, and so, you know, just by hitting up a few local businesses, local companies, just offering like freelance stuff, 
a lot of people jumped on it and kind of opened my eyes to the idea of like, okay, like I've always been entrepreneurial and I was always trying to find a way that I won't, you know, work a nine to five job or whatever like that. Just me personally just wants to start a company. Like I'd love to just be in the trenches of a startup. Um, and so when I saw that demand, I was like, okay, I'm going to go full force into this. And so over the last probably three or four months, we built a, you know, we've, 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 I say we, it's really just me, but um, I'm hoping to build a serious team. And we've built a solid list of clients, just, you know, pumping out content for them, whereas drone footage, anything like that. And at the same time, like, I'm just going to go heavy into YouTube channel and what everything started with fitness. Now it's going to be more like entrepreneurship and fitness. Um, just because like, I look up to guys like Christian Guzman, Max Tuning, How To Beast. I don't know if you know any of those guys, but those guys kind of they're, you know, they started with fitness, but they, now they do a ton of business stuff and that's what interests me. And, you know, I upload what I like to post and hopefully I can, you know, build a following from there. Yeah. I think, I think that's the, I think that's, you got something great on your hands, man. Um, especially the fact that you're transitioning from, you're still doing what you love, you know, you're still going to be pumping out YouTube videos and you're still, you still have the fitness aspect, which started it all, but now you're kind of broadening your horizons which is kind of like what i tried to do with this podcast because i got a little bit of clout on tiktok and i just kind of thought to myself like i think i can do more with this i think i can get creative with it and i'm trying to branch into youtube and i'm trying to to obviously branch into podcasting and and do a whole bunch of stuff with content creation so i definitely admire that and i think i think that's huge man um what so i'm trying to get my words together here a little bit what would you say has been the most difficult thing in branching off from maybe YouTube, maybe just getting into your own business? What would you say was the hardest aspect of either of those, both of those? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think for anyone starting something new, especially when you're putting yourself up out there in the public eye, like, you're going to get, you're just going to feel, I don't know if it's insecure, but you're just going to feel um, like people are judging you and you're going to be worried a lot about what people are thinking. And that's something that I've definitely mitigated in the last few years is like, okay, like people might talk crap about what you're doing, but like, you just got to keep pushing on and like, just be super focused. Um, I mean, one thing that I found that I like my YouTube blew up blew up it kind of spiked when i posted a deadlift transformation and like i got a lot of subscribers from that and then shifting over to more self-help like business topics there's people that's commenting like oh i'm not going to watch anymore because you're not posting powerlifting training it's like all right dude like respect but i mean at the end of the day like i'm just going to post like what my life is about and hope to bring value to people and i know that there are people that you know find value and that's just my biggest goal is to hopefully inspire people um and yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think the best thing that you can do to those people, like I, I've dealt with that. Like when I, when I started my TikTok channel, my channel, my TikTok account, like I didn't even post anything remotely close to Jesus. Um, I didn't post anything remotely close to uh, my lights tweaking out on me. Um, I didn't post anything remotely close to fitness or lifting. Um, I had loved lifting all through high school I did so much with it and I just never thought to put it out there like that just because I was kind of worried that like obviously you know with any lifting video you deal with people like with benching they'll be like oh you have too much of an arch 
or you're squatting. Um, oh, you can't squat low bar. You can't squat high bar. You're not getting depth. So I was always concerned with that, but I didn't post a single thing related to lifting. I kind of made a fool of myself until I finally posted um, a lifting video and that blew up. Um, and I've just kind of been rolling with that since. And all the people that kind of gave me crap for, for posting, um, for posting, lifting stuff on like my Instagram in the past that gave me all that grief for that. You know, now they're reaching out to me asking for programming and asking me for form and all that stuff. And I'm just kind of like, part of me wants to say, get out of my face. But um, um, I, I understand people and they're always going to be judgmental and you just got to kind of be forgiving of that. But um, I think that kind of wraps this up unless either you guys have anything else you want to put out there or say. I mean, keep doing what you're doing, dude. I, I think this is sick what you're doing, getting people on podcasts. I think podcasts are blowing up. Like everyone listens to podcasts this day and age. And, uh, you know, I think you're finding your niche and building your audience. So best of luck. I, I really like what you're doing. Thank you. I definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, I have, so this one might end up, so I kind of, I have the initial one. I have the Max Out podcast that I started. That was doing fairly well. And I had a guy who I met through TikTok reach out to me about um, he wanted me to put Max out underneath him, underneath his brand, which I said no to just because it's it's my it's my brand. I want it to be mine. But at the same time, I kind of partnered with him. So now I'm doing two episodes a week. One episode a week is going to be strength and conditioning specifically um, and strength sports specifically. And then another day of the week is going to be whatever I please, whatever I want, whether it's sports or um, I have, I've interviewed a bunch of different athletes, track and field, football. Um, I interviewed, uh, the list goes on, but um, yeah, so I'm not sure where this will be put out on a hundred percent. Cause I'm going to go through it with him and we're going to make that decision, but I definitely appreciate, appreciate you guys hopping on here. It was a blast. Um, if you feel free, um, drop your YouTube channel, drop your handles on social media. So anybody who listens can drop you a follow. It sounds good. Thank you so much for having us. Drop your, drop your IG app. What? Where? No, no, no. Just no, say no, it. Oh, it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, am I typing it? Um, my, my Instagram is Abby Hammett underscore. And my TikTok is Abby Hammett fit two M's, two T's. And uh, my IG is Patrick N. O'Driscoll. And then my YouTube is just my name. Not too active on TikTok. Can you get on the TikTok game? Because you guys are killing it there. Um, yeah, the algorithm's better over there. Yeah. It's a uh, uh, hard of me thought it was going to die, honestly. I thought it was going to not last. And I thought, you know, the app would be dead by now, but it's blowing up. More people continue to blow up. And, and the fact that you can just follow trends is huge. Um, but I think the best thing to do is if you're going to get on TikTok, use it to kind of give yourself a little bit of a boost. But mm-hmm. I think branching out from there is the best thing that you can do. So then take that base. Like I've taken a decent amount of my followers on there who listen to this now. And then hopefully once I start up YouTube and I have time to transition to that, then they'll be able to follow me there. And then I can kind of stay away from TikTok a little bit just because it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So on that note, um, I appreciate you guys hopping on and that's it.